Hey there, podcast. Um, welcome to the San Diego Business Podcast. I'm Lee Snudo, your host. And today we're just going to be talking about the uh, crazy situation going on out there. That is COVID-19, the lockdown. Uh, we've got a great guest who was nice enough to call him from the East Coast, kind of brief us on what's going on out there. He is a full-time uh, caddy slash uh, golf professional. So, um, you know, he's been hit hard by this as well as his cohort. So we just kind of wanted to get some boots on the ground data for you guys. Uh, who are all hunkered down and might need just to, uh, you know, get some good love and uh, positive thoughts out there. So without further ado, here is our interview with Rhett Colbrice. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with a uh, very special guest today all the way across the country. I'm in San Diego. He's in southern, sorry, South Carolina. Um, and But he's a local San Diego native and uh, has been traveling abroad, working abroad for a while in the golf business. So we're going to talk a little golf, talk some current events, see what's going on um, on the East Coast versus West Coast, how it's different and how that might uh, help and affect you and your life. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Mr. Rhett Colbrice. Rhett, thank you for taking the time today to uh, hop on and, uh, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, I'm so excited to reconnect with you. Every time we talk on one of these things, I'm in the Carolinas. It's awesome. That's true. You were down at the at Pinehurst last time, right, for the U.S. Amber? Yeah. I was just outside of Pinehurst, and now I'm uh, sitting in the parking lot at the Ocean Course watching the uh, last golfers kind of go by. So people are out there playing still. That's good. They're still, Yeah, they're still playing golf, which is cool to see. Um, you know, all the structure of how the golf operations are now going have changed dramatically and part of that is definitely letting go of some people and, and you know today i actually got the news that i had uh, kind of lost my job indefinitely until things get going so i just figured i'd enjoy the rest of the evening and uh, sit in the parking lot and just soak in the fresh <laughs> air Hey, it could be worse, man, right? I mean... Uh, it could be a lot worse, absolutely. Yeah, me? yeah. So so take me through that. You brought you got brought on, right? You, this was pre-COVID-19. You're, you're down there at Kiowa Island, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm at the ocean course here at Kiowa Island. So took the job in early February, got out here the second week of February. And then as the season was just getting picked up because... Out here in the Carolinas, you know, the, the seasons are the spring, early summer, and kind of like fall, early winter. Those are the peak seasons. And, you know, you have your families that come out in the summertime, and that's a different crew. But, but yeah, so the season was pretty much about to be rocking and rolling at this point. And we got, we got the old coronavirus going on, which hopefully everybody's staying safe and doing the right things on that. So what is the what is the sentiment like amongst your uh, you know your working peers? We just got the, the news today that it's about three weeks out for the uh, stimulus to kick in and get the checks out. So um, you know what are people saying over there? You know people who are in the service business, which is the vast majority of our country, um, and you know especially in the golf service business, which is completely shut down. So what what, what are you hearing out there? Yeah. So. You know, with the service industry, at least the, the aspect of, and where I've been with it, you, you have your core employees that are always full-time, and then you, you take on part-time work when those seasons pick up, and, and you know, you, they end up going either somewhere else or doing something else on the off-season. So I would say the majority of the employees at a resort like Keough Island are part-time based for these kind of times of the year. Right. Um. Yeah, people are definitely, you know, obviously frustrated and 
it's not easy to drive across country to know that you like don't have a job. It's but, brutal. It's brutal, man. But you know, you're not alone. It, it, so many people are like, you know, we saw 3.3 million uh, unemployment claims this week. So I mean, that that's massive. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there's a, there's probably a lot more of those jobs that have been lost that you're also not taking into account. You know, one of which being in tip based service industries. Um, you know, most of us, we fill out 1099 and you know, right. file our taxes quarterly and, and the government takes money from what our, you know, gross income is. And so now that that income isn't coming out or <laughs> it's just uh, oh, tricky, it's, it's kind of like the, the lost, the lost part of this stimulus package that I'm trying to understand and talk to a few people today about it. And it would be very nice to get a few checks back to kind of get started again. But the, the lost wages that, I mean, I've already taken, you know, $1,200. It would be a beautiful gift, but I mean, that's not even close to what I would need to even just get somewhat started from what I've already lost. So hopefully, hopefully uh, the people in charge are, are taking the right steps to, to make sure that the virus gets contained and, and people can get moving again. Right, because if you if you forward out to in your you know, we're hearing the whole gamut of stuff here. They they're saying summertime, they're saying next, you know, Easter, like it's all over the place when when they're gonna lift everything and say go back at it. But you kinda mentioned earlier when we were talking about, you know, you think that there's gonna be a lot of people just going, Whoa, I'm not just gonna go back full how I was, you know? Um Maybe shaking hands is as common of a thing, or I got to be over here six feet away from this person. I think person. that's just going to be, I, yeah, I think that's just going to be like a, a, a global change. I mean, we're not going to interact the same way that we used to with people, at least for a very long time. Right. And so how do you adjust to that? I mean, for my industry, the best way to adjust that is to definitely, you know, minimize the interaction. So instead of having, so for a golf course like Kiowa, I think during their peak season, they add about 130 caddies and then they wow. dwindle it down to maybe like 60 in the winter time and then bring them back up. Um, yeah. So it's just, but you got to think about this too. Like, how many people are going to go? Well, I, I don't want the caddy. You know, I'm gonna, I'm just going to be on my own. Yeah, and, and and I lost my train of thought when I was talking. But but yeah, that's, and that's exactly it. And you know, you you either eliminate a, a program like a caddy program, or you create like a different sort of experience for them. Whether you know, I mean, it's it's funny. I worked at a golf course in Florida before I came up here. And it was a new course that had gotten opened up, and, and the caddies were actually riding on little scooters. So you would have <laughs> During the four round? players. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You'd have four players on carts, or most of them even took their own individual cart, and, and the caddy would ride around in the, in the scooter. And I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. I said it wasn't even caddying to the point where like, I was just like, I don't even, like, this isn't golf for me. And now I'm right. like, holy shit, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because like I, don't, I don't know, man. I, and let me get your thoughts on this. So part of me just, you know, I get the, the, the powers that be really thinking about just lifting the ban, you know, the, uh, the lockdown type stuff and say, Hey, just go back at it. Right. Because the impact, the economic side and the financial side of this thing are, are I think are going to far outweigh 
the physical. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see anybody die, but, you know, I don't know. I'm torn on this. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Would you, would you say, hey, let's open it up and go back to work so we can save all these jobs and people's livelihoods? Because, like, if we have 30% unemployment rate out here, I mean, this is going to get really ugly. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think definitely that would be the right short-term thing to do because, you know, people do need to get back to work. But the long-term, if it doesn't work out and this thing were to actually increase, now you're talking about, you know, at least, again, we're just talking specifically golf industry because that's the only thing I really know about. You're going to take the most elite clubs that are able to withstand and withhold that sort of, you know, pandemic. And yeah, I, I, I think it would be nice for some people to get back to work. And I know that's what the American public wants to hear. And that's the hopeful thing. And everybody hopes that, but I, I do think that you run the risk of contaminating a greater population. And then now taking all of those small businesses and immediately shutting them down and creating space or something else to grow in it, what it might be, what it might entail. I don't know. I mean, I have my thoughts on that, uh, but I, I would just at this point for people like myself working in the service industry, just try your best to just abide by the rules and be respectful for, right. for each other. Because if we're not, and we're trying to bend the rules and trying to, get people to like kind of push the needle a little bit, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's always going to revert back into the same pattern and, and hopefully nobody wants to have to go through this again. And I'm 32 and I was, you know, fortunate enough to have a, and still do have a great relationship with my grandparents, you know, the great depression and so many things. And, you know, you get their perspective on, what's going on and you know it, it really does it, it comes down to coming together doing the right thing like regrounding yourself and let's like restart this again so, yeah i'm with you man do you, do you see yourself you know let's say you do have a layoff of maybe a month or two right are you do you see yourself saying you know, i'm you know i'm staying in this thing or are you going to try to look elsewhere what, what are your thoughts well, I, I mean, I've already had to look elsewhere. I mean, for myself personally, I've had to go and start seeking out jobs for, for summer gigs, hoping that the summer jobs will still be open. So I've been applying to a couple of positions doing that, and, um, trying trying to find certain places in the country that might still have openings, even if the uh, virus were to increase and the pandemic would were to increase. So, right. you know, for me and now it's just more of like a strategy of like, all right, how am I going to do this? Because, you know, it's obviously everything's going virtual and we all need to work on a better platform to how, you know, and how to expose ourselves in a, in a virtual global setting. But it does, it really does start too with getting reconnected with the important things in life. And everybody really needs to take a look at that. Like it is, a terrible situation that's happening but like look hopefully nobody has it yet and hopefully nobody knows somebody that has it yet and you just you got to stick together because if we can raise vibration within each other i mean we can all get through this and and there's so many amazing ancient cultures that have have done that and they've survived and they've preserved and 
you know, we just, we got to make sure that we're not looking as more of a self-preservation form idea and, and like come from more of a place of like love and what do we need to do as a collective to really survive and thrive on this beautiful planet that we still have. Yeah. And that, that is the hard part. You go outside, it's beautiful out, you know, and it's almost hard to fathom that we're in this, this state of emergency. Have they closed beaches, parks, all that stuff in uh, South Carolina? Yeah, most most of the beaches are closed. There's a few private beaches that are still accessed only based off of, like, if you live in the community or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, everything's pretty much kind of following the trend of what's been happening out elsewhere throughout the country. Got it. Got it. And so for you, you're going to stay, are you going to stay in South Carolina for a while? Or are you going to, you're going to, I think you mentioned something up in Montana, but you know, that's far out. What, what are you looking to do? Well, you know, right now it's, it's staying day to day and staying healthy and staying clear minded and figuring out really what maybe I need to do to lift my own vibration. However that is. And, you know, it's a, it's a good time for somebody in the service industry like myself that maybe has gotten caught up and, you know, I'm going to do this for a couple of years. Whoa, I'm making a lot more money than I thought I would. And I'm making more money than my friends are that are working in cubicles. Cool. Like, right. you know, and you can start kind of weaving and going down that road, which I did. And I I've always used the platform for the service industry as a way for me to travel and experience and get to know more about the world. And, uh, I've, maybe have learned enough and it's time to slow down or it's just this is a hurdle and this is part of that that type of work so i mean i'm, I'm pretty optimistic I've, I've been through enough in my life to not allow something like this to completely rule my current situation and my current days and i've got an opportunity to reconnect with nature at a deeper level i've been able to spend time reconnecting with friends that I haven't been able to spend time and connect with. So, I mean, really, some people might think I'm crazy, which I am, but, (laughs) I mean, it's it's all good. It's all good. It'll work itself out. It sucks right now, and, you know, now all of a sudden these little, little blips of, like, bliss that we can get, whether it's being on the golf course or going on the beach or going to our favorite park are, are now getting limited, which sucks, but Hey, it's time to like buckle down and, and come together even closer. Whoever you might have in your life that you're still really connected with, like hopefully you can bring that energy in and, and, and survive what we need to survive. And I, it's funny. I was talking to my friend today and you know, the story of Anne Frank is so beautiful and it, it was a, a little quote and maybe we can, kind of wrap it up with this quote but it it's, kind of goes a little bit like where is it to put things into perspective for those of us feeling a bit stir crazy already and frank and seven other people in the 450 square foot attic for 761 days Jeez. quietly trying to remain undiscovered to stay alive wow. we can all do our part to keep everyone safe and spend a few more weeks at home. And, you know, that's that's kind of the, the place that I'm, I'm in. Yeah, that's powerful, me, so. man. That's And it is true, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it is, you, I think we're going to be so grateful when this is all over for what, you know, the things we took for granted before. 
and uh, hopefully it brings that little bit of you know more level-headed consciousness to the, the collective and everybody you know just uh, realizes how great it is in this country and be thankful for what we have man that's a powerful quote man thank you for sharing that for sure yeah trump trauma raises your your vibration and, and it elevates you as a person yeah and i i just you know i hope that everybody listening you know can can maybe take a little bit from that it's, it's super important yeah, no, I 100% agree, man. And again, thank you for, for your time and for kind of giving us a breakdown of what's going on on the East Coast, what it looks like out there. And uh, anything anything I can do to help you, man, anything we can do, man, let me know. And uh, you're, one, you're one of the good guys out there, bro. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with you. For sure. I want shots next time we go out <laughs> and play because you actually got to play golf before before my last round. So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, Wait, let's edit that part. Okay. Let me go back. <laughs> you played golf last. Yeah. So and I'm, I want some shots. And I'm trying to talk my wife into let me go play tomorrow because I don't see, I, for me, I'm like, it, it's about as social distances as it gets, man. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to touch your well, clubs dude, you know, or your all bag. These, all, these, all these rad dude podcasts talking about carrying their McKenzie bags and playing all these like obscure golf courses that nobody's ever fucking played. Like, you might as well. Like, this yeah. is your chance, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Go out there. They're all closed. <laughs> it's the best, man. Yeah, go, go, just go walk. Go have fun. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Well, let's play, let's play soon, man. And uh, keep me posted. We'll keep in touch. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with you, brother. Sounds good. Lee, thank you for having me. All right, man. So good to hear from you. All right. We'll catch All up right. soon. Thanks, Rhett. A lot.